Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Hello and welcome. Hello, Kate. Hello, Dori. Hello. I have a cold. I know, you're sick. I'm sick, but I'm really medicating with my favorite natural cold product, Umpka. Oh, so you have the capsules. Oh, and I have the liquid. Okay. We've talked about Umpka we have. on the podcast before. It is a homeopathic medicine that like staves off a cold. And it, I find that it really works. You don't sound sick. I have a sore throat. Mm. Um, and there is phlegm building in my chest and mm. nose. But I'm hoping I can kind of just drink a lot of liquids, get some rest. Get some rest. That's the most important thing. That is the most important. I had to lecture my child. My child is also sick. I with a stomach bug, Oy. just a lot of projectile vomiting yesterday. And she was like, can I have medicine? And I was like, the best medicine is resting. 
which I know you don't want to hear, <sighs> but it really is naps. It's so true. So that's, yeah, I know we're just napping up a storm. That's why thank you for coming. Dory has come to my house because said vomiting child is home today from school. You know, look, we are very fortunate that we are able to shift our workspace. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I had told Dory before we started recording that I was chuckling because we write, we write a little outline and um, we kind of like write what we've been up to. And mine is like this angry, fuming paragraph. I've done a lot of just raging and sickness this week. And Dory's update is, is one sentence. Can I read it for our listeners, Dory? Please. It made me, I love it. Dory, it just says, Dory, I made date almond snack balls. <laughs> Which is literally like we're uh, leaning into the sweaty ball. <laughs> vibe of the show oh yeah <laughs> i would do, do you want to share the date almond snack balls with our listeners I like the rest do. of the actual recipe um so these are little kind of protein energy ball things um that if you buy them at like a gym they cost like four dollars for two but you can make them very cheaply I actually think you've shared with me your recipe. It's shifted a little bit. I used to make one with cocoa powder and I have since decided that they actually don't need the cocoa powder. Cocoa powder. Um, There is a recipe on the website Detoxinista, (laughs) which that's a name. I'm sort of (laughs) morally opposed to the name, but but not the balls. But not the balls. Um, so these are vegan and paleo, FYI. Um, it makes about two dozen, which is accurate. I think I actually got more out of this recipe. So here we go. Two cups of walnuts or other nut slash seed of choice. I used almonds. Great. That's your That nut was my nut slash seed of choice. <laughs> One cup shredded unsweetened coconut. Great. Yeah. Easy to buy in a bag at your local grocery store. I got some at Whole Foods. Two cups of soft medjool dates pitted. Again, easy to find. I just just ripped them open and tore out out the pits. I prefer already pitted, but to each their own. I don't think I really realized that I was buying ones that still had pits, but whatever. They're easy to de-pit. They're very easy to de-pit. Two tablespoons of coconut oil. Yum. Mm -hmm. Half a teaspoon of sea salt. I love... A salt sweet. I think you would like these. I should have brought you some. That's okay. And one teaspoon of vanilla extract. Oh, so yum. Okay. These are not Whole30 friendly because you're not allowed to eat vanilla on Whole30. You know, too restrictive. But who cares? <laughs> we're not on Whole30. No, we're not. So you, in a large food processor fitted with an S-blade, I have a large food processor and I have an S-blade. S-blade's just kind of like the, the standard regular blade. blade. It yeah. sounds so fancy. I know. I was like, just... S-blade? I've never heard anyone refer to it as the S-blade, no. but I was like, I know what she's talking about. Um, process the walnuts and coconut until crumbly. Okay. Done. Add in the dates, coconut oil, vanilla, and sea salt, and process again until a sticky, uniform batter is formed. So I did this. I checked on it every like few seconds because I didn't want to over process it. I actually think I could have let it go for another few seconds. Like there were still pieces of date in there. It was fine. They you taste- know what? I would have rejected them <laughs> if you brought them to me. Chunky um, date pieces. But they, they, it was fine. So you do that. Then 
you scoop the dough by heaping tablespoons and you roll them between your hands to form balls. <laughs> your hands Sweaty. might get a little shreddy <laughs> as you're doing this. I feel like this is... It's finally happened. <laughs> we have finally just morphed. This is the singularity. <laughs> um, okay. Then you arrange them on a baking sheet lined with parchment paper. And then you put them in the freezer mm. to set for at least an hour. You can store the balls in a container, <laughs> a sealed container in the fridge for up to a week or in the freezer for an even longer shelf life. And the detoxinista says she prefers them frozen. I put them in the fridge and I got to say, I might be with her. Oh, I might soft. I might stick them back in the freezer. I actually like a hard ball. I was going to say you like your balls rock hard. I like a rock hard ball. (laughs) Look, that's just me. (laughs) That's just who I am. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) Wow. So. You can also roll them in shredded coconut or cocoa powder before chilling, she says, for a gourmet looking truffle. I did not do this step. I thought there was enough coconut in there already. And I actually thought they were, I, I didn't think they needed, I thought it would be gilding the lily or gilding the ball as it were. But this is just kind of like a nice protein packed snack for you. Yep. I just pop one in my mouth and it's great. Because you are snacking on a on a strict schedule right now to keep you, I think, yes. staving off the. Staving trauma. off the nausea is number one my number one goal at all times. (laughs) Um, and the not look, the nausea has gotten a lot better, but it sometimes just creeps up on me when I don't expect it. Yeah. So I was like, I think I need some balls in my house or balls in your mouth. That's what I was going to say. I need some balls in my mouth at all times. So listen, if you choose to ignore that, that is not on us. (laughs) Maybe your kids aren't hip to this (laughs) innuendo. Um, so yeah, so you can do these with different kinds of nuts or seeds or seeds and i have made them with a little bit of cocoa powder in them that's what i've done before and it's really delicious it is very delicious i but yeah i just wasn't feeling it this time you know i might actually the next time i make these i might actually cut down on the coconut too coconutty for you it was empowering flavor it was a empowering tad too coconutty i might go for three quarters of a cup of coconut and just see how it goes listeners if you make these let us know let us know We'll, we'll link Let to... Let us see your balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will post pictures of your balls on Instagram yes. in our stories. Um, we will link to the Detoxinista's website. Yes, her ball recipe. Her ball recipe. And hey, Detoxinista, if you're a listener, call us. Yeah. We love your balls. We, <laughs> we really love your balls. Well, I also bought a vitamin C serum, Dory. Oh, yeah? The mad hippie one that... Oh, Jessica I, Hopper recommended. I, that was on my list from last week. I, you know, want to know what's so pathetic. Two days ago, I was like, I'm taking a stand against my addiction to consumerism and I am not buying new products until I use everything I have. And then I was in line at Whole Foods with my child buying cold medicine, this umpka that I have referenced. And at the freaking register was the fucking vitamin C serum. Ooh, they got you good. They got me. It was like they knew I was coming Mm -hmm. and with 30% off next to it. Oh, come on. And I was like, 30% off? How are you supposed to resist that? I couldn't because it was specifically the one that I've been intending to buy. If it had been another product, I think I would have held strong. But I did it. I used it this morning. I don't, you know, I can't resist. I'm going to get it too. 
Well, report back and let me know what you think. So I will definitely report back. <sighs> okay. Um, what else has been happening in your world? Well, I called McDonald's and yelled at them. Oh, <laughs> this is right up my yesterday. alley. Uh-huh. You called like corporate McDonald's? I called McDonald's customer service. So Ooh. number one, listeners, I feed my kids McDonald's. I realize this can be controversial for some parents. It's not for me. Occasionally, we eat McDonald's. It's fast. I'm busy. Uh, look, I think as long as you're not eating it for every meal. Okay. I'm not supersizing me as the no. film. <laughs> great film. And, you know, I feel like actually there are some healthier choices at McDonald's sure, now. You can get, ha- you can get uh, apple slices or yogurt in the Happy Meal. It's a little bit different than we were kids. Yeah. I mean, look, my kids are still eating chicken nuggets and you know, fries. When I, was a, when I was a kid, when we would go to the Boston Children's Museum... Did you ever go to the Boston Children's oh, Museum? All the time. And there was a McDonald's attached to the yes. Boston oh, Children's I Museum. Yes, I know it well. We'd and go we there every time. we would go after we went to the Children's Museum, and I would get chicken nuggets and one of those apple pies. Oh, those are so good. Do they still even make them? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. they do. Like the fried, it's like fried dough it's surrounding. so like, good. Yeah, so that was really a special time. Well, we went this weekend. I was really busy. I was trying to get my kids from one place to another place and hadn't made lunch. And we went to McDonald's. And at this particular McDonald's, and this has happened to me before, they ask, is the child a boy or a girl? Because that then Ooh. determines if they have a, a variety of toy options, Ooh. what toy your child gets. And I always get really salty when they ask me this. And mm-hmm. I will always say, what does it what does it matter? Why don't I ask my child which they prefer? What are their choices? And I was doing that again. And finally, I just lost it. And I was like, I'm calling McDonald's. So as I was in the drive right, because line, it's not the poor cashiers. No, they're just doing. Fault. Yes, it's not their fault. And I don't want to take it out on them. I don't know if there's some sort of, you know, policy here. But like, it is very easy to just ask, would your child prefer a Hello Kitty toy or a Pokemon toy? The assumption that all girls want Hello Kitty and boys want Pokemon. Yes. And uh, really infuriated me. It's offensive. It's just garbage. Yes. And it just like my kids are also hearing this, you know, like they're learning um, about gendered bullshit from hearing this kind of stuff. So so I then as we waited to pay, called up McDonald's corporate and issued a complaint that nice. I will say was not well received. Ooh. So um, if anyone who works at McDonald's is listening to this, please reach out to me because I think it would be very easy and way more inclusive to all children. To just say, which toy do you prefer? Yes. Uh, and the customer service representative did not quite get my point, which is fine. You don't have to. But I asked for somebody to call me back. So I'm going to keep... Look, I know there are a million things to worry about you in the world. You might write an email. That's a good idea. I'm going to follow up with this because this is such an easy, it's so easy. You know, my favorite thing to do. Write a customer service email. When I write a customer service email about something that has like truly pissed me off, I try to figure out the email pattern for the company. You know how some of them are like kate.spencer at mcdonalds.com and some are like kate underscore Spencer. Mm -hmm. And then I find the CEO's name. And And you send them an email? Yes. Great idea. Or like the head of communications. And I CC all of them. I did this with West Elm and it was very effective. Oh, I've also gone to war with West Elm. Like <laughs> Who a, hasn't? A, like a true Who hasn't gone to war with West battle Elm? Battle with their customer service. Yeah. 
there was recently an article i forget where it was it was it was basically like why can't west elm get it together i don't know you know i, I do want funky modern shit uh, yeah but i don't want it to take seven months to arrive <sighs> well well on that note that's a great segue into something else we wanted to talk about yeah story take it away so we have I, we've heard from a few people i wouldn't say this is a deluge of people but we've heard from a few people say a couple yeah who have expressed their um, displeasure with some of our guests' political leanings. And I guess and also our political also leanings. Also our political leanings and implored us to have guests on who represent a more conservative point of view and reminded us that not all of our listeners are, quote, liberal. So we wanted to just address this. Do you want me to address it? I think you could you could start. I thought you stated it eloquently over email. Yes. So my position, and I think it's one that our is position. shared by oh, our, excuse me. <laughs> so our position is that Forever 35, the podcast, is for anyone and everyone who wants to listen, whether you identify as liberal, conservative, moderate, progressive, what have you. We're out there on whatever podcasting app you use. Please, by all means, thank you for listening. We and we welcome it. Um, but our moral code and our moral core and center, both as individuals and as a team, is based around progressive values because that is who we are. And I think we also feel that in this particular moment, um, we are recording this just a couple days after eleven people were killed in a synagogue. And our country is really struggling and people of many different races and genders and religious beliefs are constantly under attack that it is especially important for us to hold these values and to espouse these values. Now, this is not a, pol- uh, this is not a podcast about politics. However, the personal is political. That's right, Dory. And... We feel strongly that these values are just going to be a part of this podcast, no matter how they are expressed. So, and I also think that the tendency, we're not, we're also not, we're not representatives of the news media in this podcast. We are not trying to be quote unquote objective, which is a term that I cannot stand and think is bullshit, but also leads to this sort of you got to hear both sides. You got to, you know, you got to let everyone have their say. And to that, I say, no, you don't go on. You just don't, you just don't. We have a particular point of view and that is the point of view we are going to espouse on this podcast. So for better or worse, that's who we are. That is who we are. So we appreciate you listening and we appreciate you hearing our words. Yep. Um, but we are very, uh, comfortable in, our values yeah and we will continue to express them whether it's about butt wipes which we're going to get into later or about um trans rights trans rights which we a hundred percent support yep on that note let's take a break okay (laughs) 
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And 
The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. So, Kate. Yes, Dory. Today, we are we're, we wanted to talk about the, as you put it, the five least glamorous products that we can't live without. Yeah, because I feel like oftentimes we're like, "Ooh, good jeans," you mm -hmm. know, don't lose that vitamin C serum. And we do love our good jeans. We do, but I could live without it. Ooh, bold. But you know what? I couldn't live without what Vaseline. <laughs> Literally, could not. So, Kate, what are your products? Okay. Well, mine are all kind of, they really dig into like the body's intense work that it does mm. because, well, the first one is Vaseline. Okay. So you see we're in my um, office space, which is my garage, and I keep a tub of Vaseline on my desk in here. 
What do you use it for? My lips, my lips. Okay. And then I keep a tub next to my bed. Mm -hmm. And I have found through much trial and error, there is truly no better lip balm than Vaseline. That's it. Okay. That's what I use every night. I realize it's made out of petroleum. It is. Might not. It's not made out of like, you know, fresh coconut oil and lavender flowers. Mm -hmm. But... But hey, it works for you. It works for me. No other lip balm. Everything else dries me out. This is the love of my life. I've talked about it before on the podcast. I will fucking ride or die for Valine, Vaseline until I go. Okay. I respect that. So number one, Vaseline. Okay. I mean, second to Vaseline is Smith's Rosebud Salve, which I also use. You use that on your lips. Yes. Too. Okay. Yes. Just lips. Okay. Number two. I realize we're talking about tampons in this episode. Yes. Uh, and I love my Lola tampons, mm -hmm. but I have a very heavy flow since having children. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I can need something extra special. Mm. And that is the OB ultra size tampons quote on their website for very heavy flow days. Okay. These are the biggest tampons they make. They're bigger than Super Plus, which I didn't know existed until I found these one day. Wow. And uh, now I buy them in bulk because I can't live without them. Okay. So we need to get Lola to make the size. I mean, most tampon lines, to my understanding, do not make beyond Super Plus. Right. This is beyond Super Plus. And it has saved my life because there have been many times where a Super Plus, I just blast through it in like an hour mm. or two. And that's rough. And that's not fun no. when you're, let's say, at Disneyland. Ooh. Have you ever worn period underwear? Oh, I own period underwear. I do a cup, a menstrual cup. But like my standby, like the, the one that's always there for me, these OB Ultras. Okay. Yeah, I like all those things. And I will use a combination mm -hmm. of all of them too. But like I, on the heaviest day of my period, I feel safest when there's an Ultra inside me. Fair. Next up, Preparation H medicated wipes for your butt. For my butt. These are mm -hmm. butt wipes, everybody. Yep. It sounds lovely to say a medicated wipe. <laughs> this is for my butt. You know we love butt talk here on the podcast. We do. We haven't done that much of it lately, but we're bringing it but back. But here it is. It's back. <laughs> I travel with these. I travel with these. Mm -hmm. And I, that's right, I bring medicated wipes with me wherever I go because I'm so addicted to using them. I mean, I love a wipe now no matter what. Yeah. But these specifically saved my life on numerous occasions. And so I will pack them in my suitcase. Like I would take out shoes and put these in. Mm -hmm. I would choose these over an extra pair of shoes. Oh, wow. They're that good. Okay. And they're better than just using like regular wipe. I, I don't just the... No, you need the, the, you need the extra medicated. You need the the gentle sting of the medication. Did you ever use Tux? I haven't, but I think they're along the same lines. Yeah. You know, the reason I use these, and this is a repeat line from the podcast, is because I buy them at bulk at my number one favorite store slash Costco. Call us because <laughs> I will advertise for you for free. They don't need to advertise with us. No, we give all them I free, do advertising free advertising every week. <laughs> I would love to know how many Costco memberships have been born from this podcast. <laughs> but I buy, they come three in a pack. That's what I use. And I blast through them, literally. Okay, so that's what I can't live without. Now, into some more everyday stuff. Q-tips. Mm -hmm. Now, comically, if you look in the back of like a Q-tip box, 
they're like, here's what Q-tips are for. And it's like applying nail polish remover. And like, like never says it's for like rubbing the shit out of your ear holes. Yeah, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. But you know what? But everyone does. I it. do it. You don't go too deep in though, no, do you? No, I'm not hurting. Okay. But like I love an ear clean. My mm-hmm. husband uses them almost essentially daily. Um, and we are out right now. Uh-oh. And I like every morning I wake up and I'm like, oh, like I just Ew. need a Q-tip. Yeah. And it's really like I, these are all products like when I don't have them, I feel panicked. I like exist in a state of panic. All right. And then the last two, Dove soap. Oh, interesting. That's a throwback. It is. Well, again, let's just fucking buy it in bulk at my favorite store. It's the reason we buy it is because it's what my husband prefers. And now he's got me on the train. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He loves a bar of soap specifically dove i think okay. he would use like irish spring I think matt uses irish spring but i i was like no this is not not for me but now i love dove i used to dove when i used to use a bar soap i, I use dove you've moved into like i use shower liquid. gel now doesn't do it for me dory mm, i like a shower gel what I'm, can I'm i say not, you know i'm not i'm not judging but don't you hate how the bar gets like melty and like of course it's disgusting yeah when you get like the little shred of a bar and then you're yeah. still using it and it's got a hair on it yeah i do but i prefer the cleaning power of a bar all right and there's nothing like opening a fresh one i will say also if we're trying to eliminate some plastic waste bars are better bars are better well, i agree so there here's my final one okay that I literally have a panic attack if I travel and forget to pack. <laughs> a nail clipper, mm-hmm. but it has to have the little tiny like hook oh, yeah. tool. To clean the dirt out of beneath yes. your nails, yeah. If I have a nail clipper without that little hook tool, I literally can't handle it. Ooh. It's, it stresses me out. Okay, I need that tool, and I also need a nail clipper wherever I go, mm. which is very tricky because I don't believe you can carry them on planes anymore. I think you can. Okay. TSA, call me. I've carried a nail clipper on. I've been, I haven't carried on my cuticle nipper. That probably would be a no. Yeah, because it's so pointy and I don't want it to get confiscated. But I've carried on like little nail clippers like in my makeup bag with no problem. Maybe I'll try it. I'm traveling this week. Yeah, I wouldn't say take your favorite one, but (laughs) (laughs) you know how they make the little kind of travel-y ones? Oh, I only use the tinier ones. Okay. The big ones feel too... I have a big one like for my toenails. Does it have the cleaner tool? Yes, it does. Okay. Okay. Then I could hang with that. All right. Great. But that is like when there's, when we can't find the nail clippers in the house, I have like a moment of freaking panic and then I like hoard by them at the grocery store. Yeah. So just try taking one on the flight. Okay. All right. So those are my like things I buy in bulk need to have at home all the time products that I don't ever talk about. Right. Tell me yours. Well, I've mentioned these on the podcast before, but dental picks. Are those the flossing? The flossing dental picks. Um, I use ones by a company called Plackers. (laughs) And I buy the micro mint flavor. You order them online? No, I usually buy them at Target. um, Although I believe you can get them at Costco. I'll have to explore. FYI. (laughs) Um, You are a floss twice a day? I am. uh, Once a day. I floss at night. Um, But I do floss every night and I do really like flossing. And I know it's more wasteful to use these placards because every single, it's a single use item and they're plastic. 
but I find that they are so much better than regular dental floss. And I know people like cocoa floss, but I just, placards are just, they just do it for me. Don't you hate that feeling where people are like, you've got to try this thing and yeah. then you do and it's not as good as your regular go-to? Totally. So just let know what cocoa floss let is. Let me have my placards, people. Okay. I'll let you have Thank them. Thank you. Um, the other thing that I absolutely always need, and this is, this is not something that needs to be replenished. This is a an item is one of those big tooth combs first for a minute for a minute i thought it was a comb for your teeth i know i know what you're talking oh, about oh no it's for my hair yes i know i was like you can't what this no. is like a special kind of toothbrush no that makes no sense i know yes it's uh, my brain's not working i know what you mean it's the big plastic yes with the with the large teeth yeah and i use that to detangle my hair when i get out of the shower you're a comber instead of a brusher. I comb first because it's supposed to be gentler on your hair. I've heard that. Um, yeah. So I have one that I keep at home and I have one that I keep in my gym bag. And what happens if you lo- like can't find it? Do you ever have that moment of like, ugh? Well, the one I have at home, I keep in the same place. Okay. So there's usually never a chance that I'm going to lose it. But yeah, like if I've gone away and I forget it, Ugh. I'm very upset. I hate that feeling. So, okay. And you know, they cost like four bucks or something. Big tooth plastic comb. Big tooth plastic comb. The the third thing, back to teeth, my electric toothbrush. I have a traditional Oral-B electric toothbrush that I don't use for the recommended three minutes, but. (laughs) But do you travel with it? I don't travel with it. Okay. I use a regular toothbrush when I travel. Um... But I do think that it is better for my teeth. I like an electric too. I like an electric I made the switch and I've never gone back. Yeah. Okay. The fourth thing is Tide Free and Gentle Detergent. Oh, this is a little bit out of the realm. Mm -hmm. Tide Free and Gentle. So it's scent free. It is scent free. It is gentle. (laughs) Whatever that Whatever that means. Um... I hate scented detergent. Hate. And I hate scented fabric softener. Do you have um, a reaction to it or just the smell is bothersome? I have a reaction to scented fabric softener. Yeah. Um, But I find scented detergent, I just, I can't stand it. Do you do other unscented detergents? Like what's the Tide loyalty about? You know, I think that this is one of those things where like if you were growing up and you use Crest toothpaste, then you just always ended up using Crest toothpaste. We use Colgate. Um, But I think we just use Tide. I I just remember using Tide as a kid. And so I just always use Tide. And then when I was like, oh, I need unscented detergent. I was like, okay, Tide. Now, I'm sure I could find something with fewer chemicals. But you're just... But it's in your blood. It's in my blood. And I just, you know, gets my clothes clean. I mean, I kind of feel this way about Dawn dish soap. Right? I've tried the, like, I've tried, Yeah, you it's know, like you're just used stuff. to it. Yeah, but Dawn just reminds me of home. Um, and then another thing related to clothes care. <laughs> a shout stain remover stick. Huh. Do you know what the, you know what I'm talking about? They come in like a bottle with like a brush on the end. Yeah. Now I've never kind of understood how these work. Do you, you put this like, use it on the stain and then wash? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. And you can leave it on 
like you don't have to wash your clothes right away. In fact, I think it's better if it kind of sits there. So you can put it on your shirt and then keep it in the hamper for like a week and then wash it. Oh, that's smart. So anytime you stain, anytime I stain, I put the stain stuff on immediately. And then when it gets washed, it gets washed. Now I have a question. Mm -hmm. How come you go shout for stain stick and not tied? There's no answer. I have a, I use tied to go. I have a, I have a tied to go stick. Okay. Okay. But for the actual stain removal, I don't know. Maybe one time I did, I like did some research. I don't remember, but I've just always bought the shout one. Who knows? Who knows? But it works for but you. But it works for me. So these are some things that I just, I just rebuy. These are your standards. These are my standards. Isn't it interesting how we have these things that we just keep rebuying? Mm-hmm. You know, my grandfather had, was kind of a Costco hoarder. Oh, I know. I know that feeling. <laughs> He's still alive, but he doesn't live on his own anymore. But when he and my grandmother still lived in a house, he had like a like a walk-in closet that if you went in there, it was just filled with like paper towels and toothpaste. And then apparently he also had a storage unit that he kept filled with all sorts of all sorts of items. <laughs> I like his style. Yeah. All right. Well. I'd love to hear what our listeners go to. I would too. I would I'm love to know curious. like those things that you use every day that you can't live without, but you know, you never talk about them. Totally. We all have them. Um, yeah. So let us know and we're going to take a short break. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 
at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code over 50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Our guest today is Eva Chen. Welcome, Eva. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Um, We're just going to read a quick bio. Um, Eva Chen is a first-generation Chinese-American who grew up in New York City. She blames her deviation from pre-med at Johns Hopkins University on a love of fashion and beauty instilled in her by her mother, whose perfect bob and lipstick made a permanent imprint on her impressionable young mind. Previously the editor-in-chief of Lucky, Eva has also written for Elle, Vogue, Teen Vogue, Vogue China, The New York Times, and The Wall Street Journal. She's currently the head of fashion partnerships at Instagram, where she is guilty of the occasional duck face selfie. Eva lives in New York City with her husband and two children. Juno Valentine and the Magical Shoes is her debut picture book. And we thought it was so great. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's it's perfect for, as I was saying, my my feminist fashion forward children who like to experiment with their outfits in a very I would say extravagant way. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. My daughter experiments with fashion in a I'll call it adventurous way. She'll yes. wear polka dots with stripes, with fleece, with sequins. She mixes it all up, but um, I want her to feel like she's at liberty to kind of experiment in that way and and do what feels right for her. When did she start picking out her own outfits? Oh, my gosh. Literally just in the last like two months, oh, eight wow. weeks. So it's wow. been really fun to see. Um, I have not, even though I work, you know, on the sidelines of, of fashion or in fashion kind of, you know, and tech, I have never really kind of forced the fashion thing on her, dressed her up. Like, you know, especially girly or kind of reinforce that princess narrative with tutus, et cetera. If I brought her to a ballet class and she said, I'm not like, I don't like it. I'm not having fun. It's like, okay, we don't have to do ballet. Like if you would rather do uh, karate or if you would rather do chess, it's like, it's what you like. Um, so I'm a little bit indulgent in that way. But today, this morning, she chose her shoes, which is a pair of like super sparkly um, sneakers uh, that I actually designed a collection with Janie and Jack, the um, kids clothing line. So I made sparkly sneakers because to me that that is much more my daughter's style. She likes to be able to run and skip and hop and jump and do crazy things. So um, she chose that, a pair of polka dot tights, uh, a blue dress um, that I actually also designed, and then a puffer jacket. So um, that that's her look. It it works. It's her. Yeah, she sounds a lot like Juno Valentine. I 
perhaps <laughs> not a coincidence, uh, just a little. Um, I mean, listen, like writing this book, and as you guys know, both of you have children in your lives. Um, you know, you read all these books for kids. I've read some of the books for, for my daughter, you know, 10 times in one night. And I wanted to create a character that you know, you feel like um, is spirited and not the typical girl, but um, and is in the process of finding herself. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many amazing ch- children's books, such as, um, you know, of course, Eloise is an example or an Olivia. The Pig is an example. Um, and they have really strong characters and they know who they are. But Juno is about a little girl who's still figuring out who she is and what's right for her. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really important message to have from the age of even three, which is how old my daughter is. The other thing I thing I think is fantastic is that um, the story revolves around this little girl who imagines wearing these shoes of a number of prominent women from everybody from Oprah to Lady Gaga, which are it's a great way to introduce our kids to these really cool, interesting, powerful, diverse group of women. And we were wondering, how did you kind of decide on them? Um, it was a process. There were a lot of women to choose from, uh, which is great. You know, it's, it's, there's no scarcity of strong female role models, um, from this generation and many previous generations. It was just the process of gathering them all together in this one book. And it's funny because a lot of my friends even have been saying like, I'm buying this for my daughter. I'm buying this for my daughter. And of course, as an author, I'm like, buy it for your son, too. But yes, seriously, yeah. buy it for your son, too, and read it to boys, too. Because I think it's really important that boys grow up being surrounded by strong women as well. Um, you know, my my husband has a very strong-willed, uh, independent, you know, mom, who is my mother-in-law. And I think it's really important for young boys also to see strong female role models. Um, so, but coming up with a list of people for this book, I Oprah is my hero. Like she is like hashtag goals, hashtag idol, hashtag like the one person in my life I haven't met that I would takes a lot for me to like kind of lose my cool. But every time I'm in a room where Oprah has been or like is going to as an event, I like literally become this like hysterical, like my voice goes up like 14 octaves and I lose all cool, like any pretense of cool, I lose it. So Oprah was a no brainer for me. Um, you know, Frida Kahlo, when you when when you read the story of Frida Kahlo and her life and her history and her art, um, it was so inspiring. Um, and I knew she was definitely had to be in the book. Um, Cleopatra, just from like hashtag fashion, hashtag chic, like, uh, you know, I felt like that had to she had to be in there. Um, also, she had such a like the shoe kind of illustration for that would be so um, fun to imagine like the kind of gladiator type sandal that she would be wearing. Like it would wrap up around the ankles, et cetera. Um, Who else? Serena Williams. I mean, she's like a modern day queen, I think. Um, Just the way she carries herself, um, her, her cool in the face of, uh, you know, unfair referees uh, and, everything else she's done now she's juggling motherhood and i personally was really inspired when recently she you know um when she didn't win the open and she said like i tried for all the mothers out there i tried so hard for you like i mean i cried when i saw that because i can imagine what she was going through and the feelings and the the hormones that were coursing through her body and also just like how how she wanted to win something for all the moms and all the women out there um and the feeling of 
perhaps having let down that population, but in admitting it, um, just made herself, you know, even stronger. I think there's something to be said to uh, for the idea of fashion and self-expression as a form of power and also like truly knowing yourself or connecting to yourself or or we talk about self-care a lot on the podcast, but also as a form of self-care and, and, you know, watching Juno go through all these different shoes, it's, it's a way of like literally stepping into shoes, but also kind of getting to experiment and play that kind of reminds me of what you were talking about with your, your daughter picking out her clothes. Oh, definitely. I mean, I have um, a mom friend who, you know, is super deliberate about the clothes that her daughter wears. She, the, the 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 she's super the 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 little girl is already into makeup and um beauty and loves clothes and loves going shoe shopping and my daughter is not that way and i think that the decisions you make from a young age really inform you i grew up um you, you know my mom was definitely a really strong figure in my life um professionally she was a working mom but also fashion fashion wise she always was very ahead of the curve. Like she, I feel like she invented athleisure, um, <laughs> and, um, you know, but she always did have like, you know, when I was growing up a very, when I was a younger girl, like five to like 10 years old, she always had like a perfect, a perfect hair. And she always had like, um, beautiful, beautiful red lipstick on. And I remember her signature color is a NARS lipstick. I think it's called like Scarlet empress or something like that and you know um she has really strong fashion opinions so whereas for me i was a really late bloomer i went to an all-girls school growing up and we had a uniform and then in high school we didn't have a uniform but i literally wore like birkenstocks with socks on this was like the kurt cobain phase clearly uh birkenstocks with socks on and like flannel shirts and ll bean backpacks and i don't really think for me i became aware of fashion 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 until um my 20 i mean maybe not my 20s but like college slash my early 20s and then really didn't come into my fashion own until like i would say even like my 30s like and really know what works for me and what i like and what i don't like and so i think that message of fashion just like life is an evolution and what you like when you're 22 will be different from what you like when you're 42 and knowing that it's a journey like just like life is a journey is something to remember my style as I approach 40 is definitely changing. <laughs> and I also have, do you find yourself, I mean, because you're a, a visually a prominent person, you know, you're, you're very in the space. Do you find yourself having less fucks as you get older in terms of how you express yourself with your clothes? Definitely. I mean, I think that so much of fashion is about experimentation and having fun. And listen, it's like, I went to college in Baltimore a lot of my at Johns Hopkins and a lot of my friends are actually doctors actually curing cancer and it's brain surgery where people are like it's not brain surgery and I'm like but for my friends from college it actually is brain surgery <laughs> and like you know at the end of the day you take your clothes off at night everyone changes into like some version of pajamas that whether it involves like boxers and a t-shirt or it involves like something chic and silk with feathers whatever it is we take off our day's clothes at the end of the day. And so I think that 
dressing to please yourself and to have fun with it is really important. And that'll come in different forms for different people. For some people, it'll mean um, accessories like like shoes or bags or jewelry will be a way to kind of add joy to their outfit or other people. Like I know a lot of fashion editors, like there's one named Giovanna Battaglia and she is like an amazing, chic, gorgeous peacock. And like she will wear like crazy things and it works for her um whereas for me on a day-to-day basis like i work at instagram i'm currently wearing like mom jeans like penny loafers and like a slubby tan sweater um and so with like a white t-shirt underneath so it's like and but it depends on the day because i go to paris and i feel like inspired and i'm in paris and it's fashion week and I'll put on a coat that's made of like the, a feather coat, you know, so just having fun with it and not caring, I think is really the key to confidence. What does Ren think your job is? Um, I don't know. I don't think she's like, she knows that I go to work. She'll ask me in the mornings, like, mommy, are you going to work? Like, like I usually drop her off in the mornings. Like I do school drop off and she'll be like, where are you going now? And I'll be like, mommy's going to work. I don't think she knows what I do for work. Um, she's too young. She's like three and a half. She's been to my work a whole bunch of times. She loves it because there's snacks everywhere <laughs> and toys and like fun things to do and look at. And there's an ice cream bar and pizza. Um, but I don't think she knows what I do. And that's okay. I mean, yeah. like, I don't want to bring my work home with me at night. Um, I just want to kind of bask in the chaos and joy of, of them. Can I ask you a question? You are someone who, one, you work at Instagram, but you are uh, so very active on social media. How do you shut off that part of your life at the end of the day? And maybe, and maybe you don't. I just know I personally struggle with my phone addiction. And I'm curious, like when you get home, what mm-hmm. are some kind of ways that you wind down or you um, know, set kind of, you know, set the calm or set some self-care practices for yourself? I love a hot bath. Um, if people who follow me on Instagram and watch my Instagram stories, they see me like I will I will never get sick of bath running a bath content and bath salts content and bath oil content. I love like a super like yummy bath. Um, and I read a lot of good old fashioned paper books. Uh, I feel like I read generally. A book a week is an overstatement, um, unless it's like a really great read. Um, but uh, I usually read about a book a week, or sometimes in a weekend I'll finish a book. I read every night before I go to sleep. Sometimes it's just two pages. Other times it's two chapters. Other times, like I will stay up, perhaps foolishly, to finish the book. I did that recently for a book called "The Sun Is Also a Star," which is yes, teen YA fiction. I love I love YA. But that, um, but that, and it's being made into a movie next year with Yara Shahidi. But like, you know, I read a book every night. And then um, in terms of like finding sanity, I think it's, everyone will do it in a different way. Like my husband loves to work out. Like he is an exercise fanatic. Well, he's, he loves to swim specifically. So it's like he swims four times a week. Does that mean he gets up sometimes at 5 a.m. to do it, to fit it into like, like he's a very involved um, parent, like parenting and work and everything else in between. Yeah, I'll wake up at 530. Me, I would rather sleep an extra two hours or an extra hour. Um, but everyone has to find the way what makes them happy and then like find a way to do it. Um, and that might be turning off your phone. That might be shutting your, down your laptop. Um, but you 
but one has to do it. I'm curious also what your current skincare routine is, if you could kind of go through that for us. So when I was, I used to be a beauty editor. I was a magazine editor and a beauty editor for over uh, a decade. And um, uh, when I was a beauty editor slash before I had kids, like I literally think back to it and it's like, how, what, like I could have been like, <laughs> like, you know, doing nuclear physics at the same time. I spent so much time on it. I could have taught myself how to code and uh, invented some sort of crazy app. Um, so I used to have a nine step skincare routine at night, which involved like cleansing and then toning and then an essence and then a serum and then eye serum and then eye cream and skin cream and then facial massage and blah, 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 blah. And now with two kids under four, I use a cleansing water. Um, right now I'm using one, just one called from simple, which is simple. It's inexpensive. Um, the, my new discovery that I'm obsessed with is reusable, like f- cotton pads. I don't want to call them cotton pads, mm. but like reusable face. You know, like people use those cotton pads yeah. like once and then you throw it out. Yeah. So I bought th- like two packs of them on Amazon and they're made out of like, they're little like circles made out of like not terry cloth, but softer than terry cloth. And basically I use them every night and then I like just throw them in the wash with my kids stuff or my oh, stuff. Wow. And just the amount of waste it reduces, I feel like so much better about it just because I'm aware that I probably produce a lot of waste myself, like, you know, because people are sending me products to try and things are, I order a lot of things online at Amazon and it's in brown boxes. So I recognize that I'm guilty of consumption, but I feel like it's one little thing that I can do. So I cleanse my face and then I usually put on a a night cream or a night oil and that's it. Like it's two steps. I don't, two I haven't steps. been using, I know it's like from nine to two. That's a lot. That's a big change. Um, so the night cream I've been using is from like a brand called like Agustinus Bader, um, B-A-D-E-R. And I started seeing it pop up on like some beauty editor friends who just had like really like unreal in skin in terms of how good it was and i was like i think i have to try it and then by coincidence um someone sent my friend cassandra who has a site called violet gray based in la yes. she sent me uh she sent me a like a it's not a jar it's not a tube like a container of it i guess a bottle of it and i tried it and it's supposed to be a one-step product so you're supposed to use it on bare skin and not put anything on under it so I was like, oh, this is efficient. And I did it. And it was weird because in the month that I used it, people were like, your skin looks great. And I was like, it does. Um, so I used that. And then once in a while, once every two weeks, I do something called skin laundry. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes, um, I have. So I do skin laundry um, and it's just like a 15 minute like like um, laser facial. It's like no frills. There's no like aromatic lavender scent foot massage or hand massage and it's literally just like you go in, they zap your face, and then you go back out. And I do think it's help, it helps with pore size and overall glow. But that's it. I like that, like in 2019, the two-step skincare process is like the new nine-step. Totally. Because we've, yeah. we've all kind of experimented with the eight, the ten-step. And it's like, well, this is a lot of work. It's a lot of clutter. But maybe yeah. one miracle product mm-hmm. can solve everything. Maybe that, that is the dream. That is the dream. Yeah, seriously. Okay, well, Googling that the second we 
end this interview for <laughs> sure. Um, Eva, I'm also curious, who are your current fashion inspirations? You said your fashion, your fashion, your style has kind of evolved um, into your 30s. And I'm wondering who you look to now. Um, so I look to... Let me think. I love Leandra Medine, who is the blogger behind um, Man Repeller. I love her style just because it's just uniquely her own. So while I wouldn't be able to wear a lot of the stuff she wears, I love the, the kind of like spontaneity and joie de vivre that she kind of puts into her look and how unstudied it seems. Um I love a lot of those Copenhagen brands like Ghani and Sophie Bilbray and um, the brand Saks Pots. Like, I think they're super cool. Um, I mean, I have so many friends and bloggers in fashion who I'll constantly be like, that's so cool. That's so cool. That's so cool. But at the end of the day, like, I know the way I dress it, I have to be able to optimize for kind of scooping up a 18 month old who's about to like, run into like a door or um and so it's pretty rare that on a day-to-day basis I wear something truly impractical Mm -hmm. it tends to lean towards the practical um just because it that that's my life like I'm at that phase of life and with my kids where it's like on the weekend I can't dress up I'm literally like going to birthday parties and getting birthday cake on me and and then there might be a vomit episode because too much sugar was consumed in a quick period and with plus a trampoline so um (laughs) it's it's hard to say right now because i'm in like such serious mom mode yeah mom mode is an intense place to be it it, it change it can really change your i don't know if it changes your style i do think we hear from a lot of women who kind of feel like their style or their routines are compromised because of parenting. And I'm, I'm curious how you've kind of stayed true to your, your things you're passionate about while also, you know, assuming this role of very involved parent. Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I think I try to be as involved as possible. Um, and I also am cognizant of the fact that as a, like the age they're at now where they want me and love me and are clinging to me and my little boy is just like, you know, yummy and my so little but bigger girl is just like kooky and yummy and prickly and great. Um, I don't know. I think that staying true to myself and staying true to like what I'm doing is just something that you just kind of have to like do it, I guess. And also like have a strong internal, um, guideposts and signposts that say like, this is me, this isn't me. And I don't know, like I've worked in the fashion industry and in magazines for so long and have friends from all walks of life. And, you know, I always was aware that I was kind of like, not an outsider, but kind of like, nerdy and like not the stereotypical magazine editor and it wasn't in my dna to change into that because i I was fundamentally and i am fundamentally happy with who i am so i think that self um self-realization and kind of self uh, awareness is the word i guess i'm looking for is something that i've always pretty much been um have always had and it helps that like i've been 
married to my husband for 10 years. We met when we were students in university. And so we basically have grown up together. And he is like my uh, like foundation. And he knows me really, really well as well. So it's like we have each other's backs in terms of who we are. And we're, we're, we're such a great team in that respect. That's awesome. Yeah, that is so awesome. And I feel like rare. Well, it's hard. It's hard. Marriage is hard. Partnerships Marriage are is hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's easy, um, but I do feel like, um, you know, well, for both of us right now, we're in survival mode with our kids being so young. Um, and I feel like I and, and I talk about this. I've talked about this with friends where it's like I underestimated how hard the adjustment is from one to two. I just didn't really understand how much harder it would be. Not because my son isn't like literally like I have like heart eye emojis when I see him. He's just like, I love him so, so much. But in terms of like that extra layer of scheduling and appointments and setting things up and um, it's like just another layer in orbit, really. It's like another planet orbiting and you have to kind of staying on that schedule is and keeping on top of that and everyone is like it'll get easier and i'm like when and they're like when he's four and i'm like that is literally more than double his age right now thank you for (laughs) uh like uh making not really helping um but it's all worth it of course because um when he smiles at me or when he like coos and he loves to sing or when he sings it's just like my heart breaks into a million pieces of joy and love. And now I'm going to start crying. So, you <laughs> well, know, we're going to cry too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eva, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. And we, again, we love your book and we love your Instagram. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And so can you just tell people where they can find you? Totally. Um, so my Instagram is Eva Chen 212. A lot of people ask me what the 212 stands for. It's the area code of New York City, which is where I grew up. Um, and my book comes out on November 6th. And I'm like so nervous about it, which is funny because so many people are like, you're more nervous about this than like your first ever magazine cover as an editor in chief, or you're more nervous about this than X, Y, and Z, or being in a room in front of 500 people. I'm literally more nervous about this children's book than like anything I've done. And I think it's because it's something that's like, completely independent that I've done Mm. myself and it's like come from my heart. Um, And so I'll be in book tour starting on the 4th of November. Um, It's on the at Juno Valentine Instagram. I'm announcing all the dates. So anyone listening and if you want to come and tell me not to be nervous and like give me a thumbs up, please do that so that I don't like um, turn around and like throw up into the nearest garbage can. Well, let us give you a virtual thumbs up. The book is fantastic. And I, I I think as we talked about up top, it's great for all kids, regardless of gender yes. identity, because especially we need more boys reading stories about girls and women mm-hmm. and being drawn yes. to those. So get it get it for any kid you know. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And congratulations. It is such a big deal to have have a book come out. So congratulations and thank you you so much. Thank you. Have a great weekend, guys. Thanks thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a great book tour. Bye. Bye. So Kate, last week your intention was to clean up the piles. How did it go? I cleaned up one. The other one I'm gonna try to tackle today. Okay. It went great. 
Great. I'm going to post photographic evidence that Ooh. I actually cleaned up the pile. Good. And as usual, it took like 10 minutes. It's Great. been sitting there for two months. Took 10 minutes. I don't know why I always do that, but that's... It always happens. How was defrosting your freezer and organizing your fridge and freezer? I didn't do it. I forgive you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we never... We're not required by law to do these intentions. I know, but I feel like I broke the law. No. I'm, I often don't <laughs> do that. I'm just them. kidding. Um, yeah. I, I, just, I just didn't have the energy, really. Great. I'm glad you honored your needs. So thank you. Um, what is your intention this week? Okay, look. I am traveling. Mm-hmm. Traveling to D.C. and visiting my husband. And I need to pack smart and pack light. Because I tend to overpack. So not eight pairs of shoes. Can't bring eight pairs of shoes. He has the big suitcase. So I can't even pack the big suitcase. Good. It's like the universe is working against me here. So I've got to pack smart and light for a climate I'm unfamiliar with. If you need to, you can text me pictures of what you want to pack and I can tell you what to get rid of. Oh, thank you. I'm 100% going to do that. You're welcome. I will do that for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Friendship. How about you? Um, I want to get back into the prenatal yoga swing of things. Okay. You dabbled. I dabbled. And then last week, things were a little crazy. And, and I realized I wasn't making it a priority. Like, I need to just, like, put it on my calendar and be like, this is when I go to prenatal yoga. Yeah. Have it become part have of it your become daily. Have it become part of my daily thing. There's three... There's a Tuesday there's classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays taught by the same teacher that I like. And then there's a Wednesday class that I like. So I have three options. I, you know, if I go once a week, I'm going to feel good about it. So I just need to go once a week. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Put it in our shared Google calendar. I will. Awesome. Well, I think that just about does it for this week. So listeners, we have a voicemail, 781-591-0390. Your, our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Please join our Facebook group, forever35podcast with the password serums. And if you like the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. And just a reminder that everything we talk about is always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. We thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And now I want to tell you that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dori Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.